Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Watched Hannah forget what numbers were. Real time. <laughs> I forgot was, how I did it. <laughs> that was special. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Starfellows, our favorite D and D podcast in a galaxy far, far away. I am your dungeon master, Rob, and with me, as always, are my friends, Hannah. I know how to count. I promise. Sure. I mean, that's not on the record, but sure. Uh, <laughs> Amelia Song. What's up? And Buenin. I uh, I don't know how to count. So <laughs> I believe that. I believe Rama doesn't know how to count. There's something special about your monkey being able to count better than you. I mean, it is a computer. <laughs> it is a literal droid, so that's like its thing. But you know, doesn't doesn't feel too great. I imagine. Um, <laughs> when we last left off, our adventurers finished their long rest at the Solar Swirl. We learned that Oko Valneem was a regular customer of Rosie and that she was particularly interested in procuring rare Jedi texts about how to control the Force, as well as a lightsaber. That asking um, of Rosie for those items uh, prompted a fallout between the two. And uh, Rosie uh, has, in the meantime, since you guys left, been investigating the nature and origin of the mind worms that attacked our party um, and you guys also made a droid friend, M0, uh, M0NK3, the good monkey boy. Um, and now our heroes are just entering the Power and Lights District, past the blockade, where they hope to find more information about Oko's disappearance. As a reminder, one of the leads that you got from the tracker puck was that Oko was pinged by the guest registry at the nightclub The Sleepless Circuit, which is the nightclub that Cecil Andromeda, Elle's roommate, works at. And that was about four days ago from today. However, it is about noon, which means that the nightclub 
is not currently open. So our adventurers are going to have about six hours of time to do what they would like to do um, around the Power and Lights District. So before I turn you guys loose in this place, let me tell you guys a little bit about the Power and Lights District. Like the other districts we've seen so far, the Power and Lights District is constructed in a large circle, and in fact uh, is a series of three concentric circles expanding from the middle of the district. Um, at, the very uh, at the very center of the Power and Lights District is a large plaza, a circular plaza about the size of Central Park, but it is basically a Times Square type of scenario where there is a large amount of walking space where no traffic is able to go through and it is all foot traffic with a bunch of large businesses and skyscrapers all around the central uh, plaza. And again, that plaza is called the Argoplex. At the center of that Argoplex is what I described in the first session as kind of a Tesla tower of sorts. And that's kind of a half true description. It's really called the Arc Projector. It is a towering monolith far taller than any of the buildings in the rest of the district. And it is from this huge monolith that power is transferred from the thermal core of Coruscant through the large kyber crystal underground and then transmitted wirelessly to various nodes around Coruscant. Um, that is at the center of the district and everything in the Power and Lights district is built out from that. Now, I had to do some city planning. So this is how this works, basically. There are, uh, it's very difficult with the nature of how the Argoplex and the Arc Projector work to have a lot of traffic flying in and around like the atmosphere of the district, um, like at the normal traffic level as opposed to like high in the atmosphere. You understand. With the arcs of lightning and a lot of power flying around, it's just not conducive to ship technology, which means that the power and lights district to a certain point is not drivable with speeders. You have to take public transportation into the Argoplex to walk about the main businesses that are around that huge plaza. So uh, just as a frame of reference, Elle's neighborhood, which is called Ipso Park, is like midway between the outer rim of the Power and Lights District and the middle. Um, and as I described in the first session is like a more like neighborhood with young professionals and just young people in general mixed with older folks that have been there for a very long time. So it's kind of a historic neighborhood. Um, but all these neighborhoods are like sectioned off by major thoroughfares of traffic that go like from the outer rim to the inner rim. And then also along like the circles, um, like on the outside of these different rims in the Power and Lights District. So that's kind of the geography of the place. Um, and I wanted to describe that so you guys have a reference for like different places you could go. You could go around the rim, you could go to Ella's neighborhood, you could go to the Argoplex, or really go investigate any place you wanted to. So with that being said, you guys are still in the whip that you took from Rosie with your M0 droid. Um, and you guys have the freedom to go wherever you would like. All right, guys, uh, any, anyone know where we're going? Um, I do, actually, but, uh, since it's a nightclub, we've got some time to kill, so, um, I was thinking of maybe just heading back to my place. Uh, what say you, uh, Nakla? Well, if it's not too much of a detour, then I'm fine. Uh, is it out of the way? Uh, not really. It's actually pretty close to where we need to be. It's within walking distance, so... All right, well, 
Let's uh, lead the way. We talking left, right, up, down. Just kind of a. Just head straight for now. I'll let you know. Got it. Straight. Definitely something I'm used to. Anyway. Can't relate. <laughs> he, Raman like looks at the camera and is like, huh, not, not really. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna just fly along. Be like, <clears throat> so. Uh, you guys. Uh, yeah. And, we don't have to talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Alright, Rob, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive straight uh, until we get to around the, the area. <laughs> yeah, where we I'll navigate you to my place. Okay. Um yeah, so as you guys like get distance... Brendan trying to start shit before it's time. <laughs> I mean, I like I like Rama's perspective on this because it's like, uh, like I, he met these two strangers that like clearly have unresolved issues, and he's just like, <laughs> I can make no headway. <laughs> uh, just gonna uh, I can fix this. <laughs> um, yeah. So with M Zero chilling in the shotgun seat and L giving uh, Rama curt directions to get to her place, you guys uh, cruise around the Power and Lights district, and it's a very pretty drive. Um, there's a lot of like historic townhouse type buildings mixed in with some like medium sized structures like the power and light district because of those arc projectors like you can't build very high either so this is much more of a feel of a typical like earth city in a lot of ways and so you guys drive by like locally owned businesses and there's like neon signs everywhere fitting the theme of electricity and power in the city um, and you guys uh, drive straight and make a couple turns and you pull into uh, a neighborhood that is called Ipso Park. Um, and uh, yeah, while we're driving through here, uh, Rama, why don't you give me some, uh, why don't you give me a perception check? So that, so I actually don't do perception very well, but that's a nat 20. So we're off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, nat 20. It's like the um, first time Rama's seen anything ever. <laughs> his, it's yeah. his new armor. It's, it's the clear new... <laughs> the, the vision. It's clear Clean. the viewfinder. Yeah. It doesn't have the grime on the visor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you're driving around the Power and Lights District. And one thing you notice in general is that you don't see a lot of people like walking about on the streets. And as you like pull in close to Elle's uh, apartment building, kind of like park on the street... You like look around and you notice that there's like nobody else really on the street except for vagrants, people that are like walking around and shuffling and like look disheveled. And they're like, there's like five or six kind of crossing the street, and you can kind of see like not like all together, but like just wandering around like through the street, like in the middle of the road, kind of down a couple streets that you can see in front of you and to the right of you. Um, and you notice that this is it's kind of quiet for noon. <clears throat> hey, uh, L, I'm not from uh, around here, but is it always this quiet? Or I mean, it's the Power and Lights District, which, if I'm familiar, usually means there's power, lights, or something going on. Seems kind of dead. Uh, and this is, like, unusual for here? Yeah, I mean, like, normally, like, uh, like noon, at this time around your neighborhood, yeah. you would see, like, your neighbors, like, your older neighbors, like, out, like, walking their pets or just, like, socializing. And you'd also see, like kids playing in the street if they weren't at school or like just other folks going about their business but there's really like nobody out on their streets you see a couple windows are completely shuttered closed like it just seems like it's abnormally quiet for like midday like it, you 
passed a few restaurants as well. It seemed like there was nobody really out eating or like getting their coffee or doing other normal things, except for these like random folks that are kind of wandering around. And they, they look homeless and they are homeless, which isn't at, like atypical so much as it's just like, why are they wandering in the middle of the street? Hmm. No, no, it's definitely weird. Um, yeah, it's not, it's usually more, not like this. Uh, Akula, are you sensing any uh, force disturbance? Voodoo, I don't know how it works. Like he, well, <laughs> I mean, there was a tragedy just a day ago, so I can imagine people are frazzled. But um, I, I'll do a, I'll do a force check if, if I'm allowed. Can I uh, also do a force check? Yeah, you can both do force checks. Um, yeah, say the DC is 15 to get a really good sense, but you, it's not an all or nothing proposition. So let me know how you did. Mine's a 15 uh, exactly. Okay. Is it just our? I force. did force casting. Yeah, force casting. And do we add our proficiency or no? Yes. Uh, okay. 18. Then that's 16. 18. Uh, you guys both sense... Um, it's not so much that you guys are sensing something. It's that you're noticing like an absence of something else. So it feels like there's like... Whereas like the power and lights district, because of the way in which the power is generated at the center, it like always kind of has this positive energizing force feel for those that are sensitive. Um, but in, in right now in Ipso Park, it feels like that is not there. And in fact, there might be something that is like, like almost the negative version of that, like an absence of that energy. Um, so that's what you feel. Um, as you kind of like survey the scene and like take note of all these abnormalities. Noted. Um, you guys have arrived um, in front of Elle's apartment complex, so you guys can can get out and go inside if you'd like. Sweet. Um, is there like a security system on this? Do I lock the doors? Is there like a what's 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 the, would I be able to tell? Beep beep. Uh, um, you do, you do have a key fob for it um, that does <laughs> have like that does have that does have uh, yeah it, it's a key fob like with just the car key and then on the other side of the chain is like a little metallic rose. Oh, um, I knew it! I knew it! Okay, uh, that's cute. Yeah, and there's there's like there's like various buttons to lock and unlock it. Um, you may not have the technical knowledge of like understanding. I can the use a key system fob. On it. Oh, okay, I thought you were gonna say technical knowledge to know which one was the lock button. <laughs> it's like okay. no, I mean like you can. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, a little, like, padlock and an unlocked padlock. Like, you can deduce it, but, like, yeah. I mean, pre- press the lock button. See what fucking happens. All right, I'm going to press the lock button. After, actually, hold up. Can I wait till everybody's out of the speeder? Yeah. Okay, one second once out of the speeder, I'm going to press the lock button. Um, you hear a... And then uh, you hear, like, mechanical locks on all the doors. And then for a brief moment, you see the outline of an energy shield, like, dome over the speeder and then disappear. What's the disappear? Can I can I walk up to it and like see if I can put my hand through it? Uh, you fully hit an invisible wall. Oh, <laughs> hey guys, there's an invisible wall here. You see that? Well, I guess you wouldn't see it, but there's a wall here. It's invisible. Um, yeah, as I saw, you, I saw it generate. <laughs> as you hit it, like you, like when you make contact with it, it becomes like visible, like spreads out like around your hand, like in kind of like a pixelated kind of way. But yeah, it's it's it. The car security system is designed to prevent people from just hopping in because it's a convertible and it's nice. And Rosie, don't fucking play that. So, man, if I, it's Ramos thinking to himself, I wish this didn't belong to space arms dealer, or else like I would love to 
<laughs> see if I could shoot the shield, but that'd be a bad idea. Do we have the monkey with us? <laughs> okay, sick. Uh, <clears throat> all right, L. I uh, lead the way. All right. Uh, yeah, I just said walk up to my apartment. Yeah, uh, you walk up to your apartment. Um, again, there's nobody really out. Like your neighbors that like are like on the same floor as you in your apartment building like aren't around. Um, as you guys walk into the building, Akala, go ahead and give me a, a perception check, but just you. Okay. And it's gonna be another DC fifteen check. That's again fifteen. Or no, that's sixteen. Sixteen. Um, you get a little bit of like a Jedi intuition and you turn and look over your shoulder as you're looking into the building and you see the faint silhouette of a creature on top of the building across the street from you. Uh, does it look suspicious? Um, it clocks you looking at it and it uh, backs away like in the other direction on the roof and you can't see it anymore. Mm, love that. Does it look like um the, what's his name? What's the name? The, the lizard guy that I saw at the bar hard to tell um, from this hard to tell from this distance but you did get the sense that it didn't it didn't have like a normal human head profile like it had something that was like uh, like protrusions on its head you could see from the outline but you couldn't make out the face very well it looked like it may have had a face covering okay noted got it um, I, I continue on oh um I'll tell you right now that Cecil isn't around right now. Um, you're not exactly sure where she is. She's not on her shift yet, um, but she's just out. Uh, why don't you give us a description of your place? Yeah. Um, well, first, I'm noting that Cecil isn't here. I'm going to shoot her a text and just be like, hey, just got home. Why is everything weird outside? Question mark. It's weird, right? Question mark. Um, yeah. Oh, God. I'm trying to remember how I describe this, but it's like a one-bedroom apartment i think l usually probably sleeps on like a pull-out couch and it's like a you know living area that opens up into a kitchen and there's like a single bathroom um and i think cecil usually has like the bedroom and they just shove their clothes in a closet l has far fewer than cecil and a lot of things that are just sort of like folded in a drawer somewhere doesn't really take a lot of formal stuff um but yeah it's like uh, it's like probably very eclectic looking. Um, L does it, you know, has that sort of like Jedi asceticism that uh, that they're just used to. So most of the decor and stuff is probably Cecil's, and because Cecil does, you know, it, very artsy, kind of goes out, has a lot of like w- weird, interesting people. Like it's probably a pretty fun looking apartment. Um, a little messy, but you know, what isn't. Yeah, I agree. I think I imagine Cecil having like a mix between like some like more like stereotypical like basic girl decorations, like not quite live, laugh, love, but then it's like that mix with like a lot of like niche cultural art pieces and like yeah, like, there's, there's like, a lot a, of bright mishmash colors and everything matches because nothing does kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of tapestries, but like also like hand carved figurines of like different. Yeah, like, like just uh, the concept of beads in general. <laughs> various forms there's like a bead curtain like on the wall that doesn't lead anywhere because it's a one-bedroom yeah, apartment but that's it's like... literally what i was thinking yeah. i love it yeah uh i know it's not practical but like who doesn't fucking love beads oh, no you're right when you're right you're right that's a flashback to a conversation you know years ago yeah. at this point but uh yeah uh there's also a balcony too i remember because you smoked weed on the balcony as well so uh there's that yeah. so you guys Enter in. Um, I mean, I, 
hey, this my job is kind of to sit back and watch this for a second. So, yeah, uh, I I tell everyone to take their shoes off when they get inside the door. Um, yeah, so uh, this is where I live, kind of looking at Rama, but mostly kind of looking at Akala, <laughs> and then like looking away. Um, yeah, uh, my roommate's not here right now, so I was just, I was just wanted to hang out here. Um, I don't know if y'all wanted to, like, go get food or something, but it's just been a while since I've been back here, so probably wanted to, like, do the dishes and stuff, because Cecil doesn't really get to them. It's quaint. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it's, uh... Don't really need much. Nice, uh, colors. Yeah, that's all Cecil. <laughs> yeah, I want to note that, like, the I think the mess and the, the chaos in decoration did definitely not Akala's style at all. I think she's used to very organized, like, kind of rich family yeah. uh, organization and nice decor. And this is, like, triggering a little bit, but she's, she's <laughs> yeah, keeping it in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like grabs like the blanket and pillow on the couch and kind of throws them off to one side so you guys have a place to sit if you want um <laughs> i would like to sit down does my mandalorian suit to sit on the couch like, god yeah, we were thinking such on like the same wavelength i was gonna say like as you sit down on this couch like you hear like the crunch of your armor and like, you definitely like sink a little too yeah, far into uh, the like spring cushion of the couch R- rama you want to go sit on the table yeah, there because yeah. uh, yeah, there's there's chair. I I go over and clear like there's like a a jacket probably like hanging to dry over one of the chairs and I move it. So like one chair has stuff on the seat, the other has stuff over the hanging, and so I just consolidate it. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, it's just um, no, it's, I didn't think about that. I didn't. You know, it's um, a, <clears throat> heavy armor, gravity, or something. I don't know how science works. Like, yeah. So uh, do y'all want coffee or tea or something? I'd love some tea. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get a pot going. I shake my head. Yeah, uh, yeah, it checks out. Um. <laughs> M zero goes to your fridge and starts like rooting around. Even, <laughs> even though he can't really eat anything, he like does have like uh, he's programmed to want banana, so he's searching for <laughs> banana. I have no idea what he's searching for. I'm just like, get out of there. <laughs> There's nothing in there for you. <laughs> um, and he he just like uh, I don't know. I think he's just like kind of wandering around. Uh, I think he comes up to the table and, like, kind of pulls up a seat, like, on a different chair, like, next to Rama and is just kind of, like, sitting in it with all his limbs, just kind of, like, chilling. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Ella's just gonna do that painfully, awkwardly, and just kind of steal glances at Akala every now and then. Um, I'm just kind of leaning against the wall, waiting for L to be done with his tasks. Yeah. Uh, so, uh... Get handy the tea. I do... This is... Okay, so... Here's the thing. I don't... There's obviously some tension, some awkwardness. Rama's really bad at sensing that. Should I, like, roll to see if I can tell how awkward things are? And or should I like the rule for reading the room? Because like, yeah, I'm like doesn't read the room. I've got like a disadvantage. So uh, I I actually disagree. So like, you're bad. You're bad at this sort of thing. But you've been with them constantly for like that's uh, true two days now, and you've like 
you've like made like awkward small talk enough with them. You're like, this probably isn't like about me. So go ahead and roll me uh, insight check with advantage All right. to read the room. Well, the first time I got a two, which minus my insight's like a zero. Um, second time is a 12. That's a, okay. So that, is, no, not 12, 11. Math. Uh, that is a, oh, it's an 11. 11? Um, Rama feels like maybe he should take a walk. <laughs> I, uh, so you mentioned food, L. Is there like a nice, you like you like Jenny's food? That's not a place you think here. Uh, uh, yeah, like there's there's a diner if you go just kind of, it's like a block down the street, just that direction, and then you turn right, it's hard to miss. Got it. Uh, you guys like cuisine preferences, allergies, dietary restrictions, I don't know. The Jedi like... I'll eat about anything. Akala, uh, Jedi, they allow to eat like meat, dairy, I don't know. I'm fine with a salad. Salad, got it. All right, salad. I almost was going to say Akala wants a salad, <laughs> <laughs> but then I didn't. Right, that's like the green stuff, right? I'll, uh, I'm going to go... Uh, um, I tap M zero to to on the back to follow Rama. <laughs> I get a monkey um, sidekick. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I just like just see myself out and be like, I didn't roll high enough to know what that's about, but I should probably skedaddle. So, oh, I'll um, I'll give you a call when I'm at the door, ringing the doorbell or something. But I'm gonna. Woo, all right. Yeah. No rush. <laughs> um, hold on. I'm just gonna roll for M zero real quick. Uh, M0 is also going to take a walk. Yeah, he looks back at uh, Akala as you kind of pat him and uh, doesn't doesn't vocalize anything, but like kind of looks up at you um, and uh, just kind of like uh, like taps you back and then looks at L um, and like kind of like sizes you up a little bit, kind of like the first time when he stole your staff, um, and then he just kind of exits with Rama. Um, and we'll, we'll, Rama, we will have to do some stuff with you getting food, but uh, for now we're going to focus in on Akala and El. Uh, so the door closes behind Rama. <laughs> but you look like you want to say something, so I'm waiting. <laughs> I think I I like keep I almost say something a couple times and then don't. I think that happens for Ellen character. Um, Akala's body language is just she's still leaned against the wall, um, arms crossed, looking down, um, and notices L trying to say something, and she says, "Before you say anything." I just want to know what happened. Yeah, um... Yeah, I think you deserve that. Um... Well, I... I was, you know, off-planet with Master Cornelius. We were doing some... some research, investigating in a pretty, um... pretty dangerous place. And... Uh, uh, I fell pretty far off a off a cliff. <laughs> um, there wasn't 
I mean, I don't really remember much after that, but it was enough distance with enough things that I guess I was presumed dead. I came to several months later. Uh, I guess I, I lived through part of it. I, um, the people there, the people of that place basically nursed me back to hell. And like, when I, when I say came to, my memory was kind of fuzzing back and forth for a while. And then, you know, it didn't really, wasn't able to move. Then I slowly, everything started coming back and I headed here. And when I got here, I was dead. And um, I felt relieved. Like there was an enormous pressure that had been taken off. And it's not that I wanted to be free from all responsibility, you know. It's not that I, I didn't care about people, but I just, I didn't want to go back to somewhere where my life was laid out for me. And so I just sort of stayed, helped people where I could, needed a place to stay, crashed on someone's couch, made some friends, got an apartment, and time just flew by and well can't exactly leave the Jedi Order so I figured this was the the cleanest break until now at least I was doing pretty well so uh I didn't feel like I had um much waiting for me there Despite all of that, despite a near-death experience and all of that pain, you didn't think to come back to the life that you had before? To tell the people that loved you that you were okay? I, I think about it all the time. But, I mean, by the time I came back, I was long considered dead people had mourned me or were mourning me and it's not that I didn't want to tell you it's not that I don't love you all but I was taken from the only life that I'd known and raised in the Jedi temple and I wasn't really given a choice you know and so it seemed like just once I could just go out on my own, alleviate some of that pressure, do some good, the kind that's not hampered by bureaucracy and rules and political motivations, just, just exist, just for myself. And I figured, so you chose to be selfish. 
is what I'm hearing. I have a, I have a question real quick as the DM. How much does Elle actually remember of the mission in which she fell? Um, I don't... I, Amelia, don't remember if we made any details about that. Okay. Um, cool. Cool, cool. Because I... I think... I think it's probably pretty cloudy, like everything that like surrounds the that period of time, probably like the several days before and probably a few weeks after is just mostly a fog. Okay. Um Okay, so I I'm gonna say that L doesn't remember the firm details of why he went to that planet with Master Cornelius. Um these are the details that he does remember. Um there was a name, the Order of Bendu, that was involved with something that the Jedi Order was not on board with. Okay, yeah, so th- these are the, this is what you remember of that mission. Um, you were going to a planet that was a jungle planet named Erodia, um, and on that planet there was some organization called the Order of Bendu. You don't remember what that organization was doing or about, and you're not exactly sure the details of why you ended up falling off the cliff. But those are the details you remember. Um, you remember that the people that nursed you back to health uh, were people of the jungle. They were not technologically advanced, yet they still managed to heal you and nurse you back to health. Those are the relevant details that you remember now. Gotcha. Honestly. Uh, <sighs> I figured anyone who still cared about me had long moved on. I was left for dead on a planet light years away from anything I've known. And I initially just came back to Coruscant just as a way to just get anywhere else. It's easy to find someone passing through here, but then I know once I once I got here I just you know that is the place that you grew up. I just kept finding, you know, reason to stay. Someone needed help with one thing or another thing, a promise here or there. And then it just got too difficult to try and find a way off planet, and I didn't even know where to go. So, yeah, maybe maybe I was selfish. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to do something for yourself I wasn't happy at the Jedi Temple there were things there I enjoyed people I loved but there wasn't a future that I wanted so you're happy here now this is this is where you want to be? This is where you'd rather be? This is just where I am. I I don't know what I want. But I guess you're familiar with that sort of feeling. I just... I don't know what you expect me to do now, Elle. After, after everything, after everything that I've gone through, now... You've given me this choice now. Do you, do you see that? That I have to either do this huge favor for you and keep you hidden and quiet or do what I should do and turn you into them. You see what you've now 
by staying here in this area, you see the situation you've put me in. I understand. And trust me, this was not what I thought would happen if I went to go pick up that bounty pup. But I'm not going to ask anything of you. I don't have a right to. And I don't want to be in your debt. Do you know how long it took me to forgive myself for the way we left things? It took a long time. And now, after all of that work that I had to work on just on myself in that downtime, it's now, it was all now for nothing. You've now put me through the worst part of my life to date, and what was it all for now? (laughs) At least then we're even. Even. Um, We'll take a break from this conversation for a second, and we're going to cut to Rama while you guys reckon with some of these uh, back and forth (laughs) uh, things that we've been discussing. This is so much fun. I get to just watch this happen. Ah, Ramba. What's up, buddy? You are on your way to the diner with M0. Um, The first thing I'm going to uh, need you to do, you're walking out the door. uh, You're heading, based on L's directions, you're actually heading towards the area that actually had a higher concentration of some of those vagrant homeless people. Um, I need you to hit me with a perception check. Okay, this is... I got a natural 20 again, which is ridiculous because I, I can't. You got another my, not 20? my perception is really low. And you gave me advantage in the last roll, so I got my two, which became a zero. But I look, oh, this is the only time this character will ever have good perception checks, and it's when I'm going to a diner. Um, yeah, so Brahma rolls a nat 20 perception check as he leaves. Al's apartment. That's your second at 20. I can't not not reward that. Oh, my um, lord. It, it's because he's trying so hard to focus on something he can understand better. He's like, whoo, floor sure is interesting, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is like a kind of a serendipitous event. You're looking up at the sky and you're like, man, that's some wild shit that they're going through. Um, <laughs> and you are like looking up at the buildings and you you catch a standing silhouette of a Trandoshan in like armor and a jacket standing on one of the rooftops um there's this like moment of time where neither of you really move would you like to do anything else question for Trandoshan: is that the the lady bounty hunters race no that is the that is the lizard folk race um that uh one member of which akala saw in the um Starlight Bar um, in the first few episodes that was at that meeting and kind of snuck out. And you see uh, clearly the outline of a Trandoshan, like a lizard man in armor. Looks like he's strapped, but it's hard to tell from this distance because you're, you're, you know, like maybe a hundred yards away from him. But you see clearly his outline on top of a building, like facing your direction. And so you have this moment of time where you can, like he's still there for this like sec- split second. So if you like yeah, take any I'm action. Gonna, <clears throat> I'm going to... Well, I can't. I want to signal him, but like, I can't like pull a gun on him and then get shot. I'm gonna be like, <clears throat> I'm gonna hold up a. Uh, um, uh, I am going to take out my Mandalorian armor gauntlet thing. I'm gonna hold it up. Are there any gadgets on this armor? I don't know, like a 
cigarette lighter or something? Um, on the left, on your left bracer, mm -hmm. on your left arm is a like a communicator. Um, if you had a more complete set of armor, like this would also control like any gadgets or like missiles or your jetpack. But since you don't have any of those things, it's just a communicator. But it can do like holographic messaging, text message, phone calls. It can make light. So can, you have a flashlight as well. So can I use it to like just flashlight? Morse code him, just try to see what he does. Um, you, yeah, you like signal him with your flashlight and your wrist gauntlet, clearly like motion as if like you saw him. And he like, you see his silhouette kind of like startle, like he wasn't really, he didn't fully realize almost that you had seen him, which is why he was frozen there for a second. And he sees you flashing and he like books it and he starts jumping from roof to roof and is like very quickly like out of sight. Right. Um, so, okay. So, how long after flashing the lizard did he go out of sight? Um. So just to kind of feel this out. So like, you're flashing, right? He he notices that after like one second, two second, has his body reaction where he's like shit, mm -hmm. and then in another like one second, two second, he is sprinted and has seemingly like jumped from a building to building, and now you've lost track. <sighs> Uh, hey, uh, M M Zero, did you uh, did you see where he went? And he um uh like one of his eyes like changes from kind of the normal like orange light of the pixels to like a green, indicating that he is doing some sort of scan or some sort of processing in his mind. What? He can do and... that? <laughs> oh my goodness, that's awesome. He's a robot. He's a droid. I mean, this is basically like just binocular, like vision, like zooming in. Um, nothing too too crazy. Uh, and he uh, looks like after, like where he was up there. M Zero didn't quite catch him at first. You saw him before M Zero, and so he looks up where he was and kind of looks back at you and just kind of shrugs and goes. Whoop. Um, are those people cold blooded? Would I know that? Because they're lizards. They are cold-blooded. All right, well, I guess there's not really a tracking way. Well, uh, hopefully that wasn't important or plot-relevant, and I'm going to go back to walking toward the diner. Um, and I'll just make a note, saw a lizard man looking at me, can't find him. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to say, like, with that nat 20, um, part of that nat 20 is you realize, like, okay, like, this person was, like, watching us from a building, clearly was, like, looking at me and I'm the only one on the street so like that in and of itself is a valuable piece of information that you didn't have like somebody is keeping track of you right um, so okay so you are walking towards the diner as you get close um, you see that there's uh, three vagrant men like one of them is sitting in front of the diner doors the diner itself um, is open but there's like nobody inside except like the wait staff that are just kind of like looking like on, they're at the counter kind of looking in. Um, one of the vagrants is sitting right in front of the doors. There's a couple others that are just kind of like roaming aimlessly like in the street in front of it. Um, as you walk towards the diner, uh, you hear, Hey! Hey! Uh, you, yes, sir. What can I do for you? Um, you don't see who's talking to you at first. Um, oh! You say, hey. <laughs> 
Oh. Hey, hey, over here. I'm gonna. Uh, in the alley. Are you gonna make in me? In the alley. Are you make me roll to see which directions it's in, or am I? Can I sense <laughs> no. that? Okay. You, okay. You, <laughs> your voice follows. Uh, you, your like head follows where the voice is coming from. It's to your left in an alley, and you see an old man with like deeply tanned skin, as if he spent like his entire life like in the desert sun. Who has a like ball cap, a blue ball cap, and a walker? He's a human man, and he says, "Hey, get out of the street! Get over here! Uh, I need to talk to you." Here. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm covered head to toe in armor. I don't know if you know where I am, but I'm on my way. So I'm just gonna walk right over. Uh, I am a shmarmer. It doesn't matter if you can't tell what's going on. And he kind of shakes his walker at you. Um, I'm gonna like look at him like. Uh, You saw those fellas by the door. Yeah, a couple of a couple of friends of yours, maybe. At one point, yes. The one that's sitting in front of the door, his name is Jerry. He's been a homeless man around here for quite some time. I used to give him food and water in most uh, most weeks, but uh, yeah. Well, if you look at him, there's not much going on. They're going empty. <clears throat> when, uh, could you tell me when this started? About a day ago, I would say, shortly after the lightning strike, there started popping up these people that walk around, and they're not asking for money or nothing. They're not bothering anybody. They're not doing anything except kind of wandering. But it ain't right. He gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, and, uh, has it been about the same amount of people? Has it been quickly increasing, slowly increasing since yesterday? Uh, I, I don't get out around the city all that much, but around here there's been uh, one or two more every day. There's other homeless people kind of getting like them. It's not, it's not natural. Old Davy here don't like it. Who? Who, uh, sir? That's me. I'm old David. Oh, yes, yes. You're speaking to third person, I see. Uh, don't test me, boy. Sorry, uh, sorry sir. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Robert like, looks really nervous. He's like, this guy, he, I don't know what he is, but he could be really powerful. Um, um, you do, you don't see any weapons on him. He's wearing like a very nice purple, um, like lounging robe that is like old and dirty and slightly tattered, but like at one point was really nice. And on like his belt, like of the like robe is, um, like a leather sling. Um, but that's the only other notable thing for him. Um, we're going to cut back to Ellen Ockel. <laughs> nice. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last, like, regular, like, 
story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly. So um, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And, um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale, and then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, so they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But They'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, They'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's it's almost over. Um, Yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the the theme song, as always. and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Akala, you get um, another hollow ring from Master Ugle. Uh, okay, I answer it, yeah. Akala, you are a hard woman to get a hold of. What is going on, my better one? Are you safe? Uh, yes, Master, I'm, I'm safe. Don't, don't worry about me. Um, just, just taking a, a break from things right now. I see. Yes. Have you made any headway in uh, finding Oko? Yes, we we met a friend of hers at a, at a store. That's not the right word. We met a friend of hers at a at a coffee shop that she used to frequent, um, and gathered some some good information that, and we're we're headed to our next lead. Good. Good. Well, you sound busy. How has your shield been working for you? Uh, it's still getting the hang of it. Um, had a little bit of a rough day yesterday, but we're, we're working on it. I think, uh, I think we're really 
really starting to work things out. I see. Akala, what is your uh, passive perception? Um, fifteen. And what's your what's your wisdom modifier? Uh, three plus three. Okay. You said okay. Fifteen is your is your passive perception. Um, I just rolled for Master Ugly on a perception check there. Um, Padawan, I sense that there is a certain turbulence in your emotions. Is everything going okay? Is your first mission? Is your first mission alone a bit too much? You know, it's a tur- turbulent time, the disaster, and everything is very chaotic. But uh, are you doing okay? Um, I was a bit beaten down yesterday, but, um, I, I made a real, real connection with, um, with my shield yesterday that I think will, um, make things going forward a little better. So, I, yes, yesterday was rough, but, uh, I think things will hopefully just go uphill on this mission from here. Oh, good. Well, if you need any assistance, I know it is very busy taking care of a multitude of tasks in the Paran Lights, but uh, Maxi is uh, is in the Argoplex. He is at the uh, mayor's office at the, uh, and the police department. He's organizing some efforts to figure out what uh, more precisely was going on with the crystal. So if you are uh, maybe in need of some more assistance, he would always be a good resource, uh, but perhaps he's busy. I just want you to feel like you're not all alone out there. I worry, you know. Ah. And he kind of, like, makes some sort of vocalization in his, like, native frog language that you can't understand. I am being worrywart. You'll do great. Just keep me updated and do your best. Yeah. uh... Well, if there is is nothing else that you need and you are safe, then uh, may the force be with you. Uh, I'm I'm okay. Thank you, Master. Thank you for the check-in. Uh, may the force be with you as well. Um, and hologram ends, and you have so far kept L secret. Thank you. Yeah, don't mention it. Who would I tell? <laughs> oh, sorry. I uh, I I really did not foresee that you'd be caught in the middle of this. And I didn't want that for you. Well, I don't really know what you expected moving right back here to the Power and Lights district. Well, I didn't have a lot of options at the time, and uh, made it pretty far, pretty quiet. Just it's harder to get intergalactic or interplanetary travel than it might look. And now we're here. Now we're here. Well, that worm yesterday. It made me relive all the worst moments of my life, and grieving you was the most of it. I'm sorry. So I understand that you have reasoning, and I understand that you're upset with the Jedi Temple, but I also don't want you to walk away from this thinking that your actions didn't have any consequences. And I want you to be reminded of that. Not just for me, but for everyone that knew you. 
and your master, and everyone who trained with you, and everyone at the Jedi Temple who knew you. I know. I think flashes of memories go across El's mind. Memories of arriving at the Order, being young and afraid, of meeting Akala for the first time as kids, and it being less scary going through this new life with somebody at your side, fighting and training with lightsaber practice, having somebody at your back, your whole comrades of your Jedi class, working together on projects, marching through the woods and the mountains together to learn combat and survival, taking lessons together, studying together, and these flashes of camaraderie, and then also following up the moments of disappointment and unease at the way that the bureaucracy of the Jedi was running and the things that made you kind of disillusioned. And I think those kind of stream across your mind. I'm willing to work with you on this mission because as far as the Jedi Temple knows, this is still a solo mission. But going forward, I'm not going to make any promises as to what happens after this is done. I don't expect you to. Uh, figure whatever's coming for me I deserve, so it's nice to have a few years of borrowed time. Alright, I think you guys just come to this, like, emotional stalemate where it's like, things are kind of out in the open now. Like, there's some hostility, but for now you guys are gonna have to kind of go forward together on this, so you guys I think are just both stressed as fuck in Elle's apartment, um, just not making eye contact and chilling. Um, flash cut to Rama and old Davy. So I'm telling you, these folks make people uneasy. I don't know who you are, but if you're wearing that armor, that means that you're a knight, goddammit. And if you're gonna be a knight, then you gotta protect people. And I'm telling you that Jerry ain't right. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not a knight. Jedi or knights. I'm like a gun for hire. No, the Jedi are mystics with swords. You're a proper knight with armor and a helmet. You got me confused with someone else. Protected the weak. Hero thing. Sorry. I'll I'll help you out because you need help. A knight. A guy with... Davy just kind of looks you up and down. Looks like a knight to me. Fuck. Um, and then he starts moving his walker out of the alley and starts going up to the front of the diner where these vagrants Jesus. are. Excuse me. I'm gonna like catch up. I'm like, look, old man. Look, these people are dangerous. All right. Maybe you shouldn't be walking. You walk up to them. You know, backseat this one. Um. <laughs> Uh, Davy uh, goes up to Jerry, the one that is sitting in front of uh, the glass door, standing through the diner, and says, "Oh, Davy's dangerous too." And he God nudges his walker. Davy. <laughs> he nudges his walker against the wa- the vagrant, like on the on the ground. And says, "Jerry, wake up! It's Davy, and I need to talk to you. You haven't been acting right." Um, and he starts um, nudging uh, Jerry, who's sitting on the ground, and um, he full on like falls over. And Rama, you can see that this man is like bone gaunt. Like, oh my god! Like you can see his like bones and his cartilage, and his eyes are deeply sunken and all black. 
and he looks up at Davy and you and goes, Well, can I, I'm going to get out my, my wrist scanner that I would use to see if I, you know, vital signs, family hunter stuff, and uh, see what it says of this guy. Um, okay, M0, like, when that screech happens, hops on your back and, like, looks kind of scared. Um, like, cool it, cool it, cool it. <laughs> so you start scanning. Um, you and M0, I think, are both going to scan Jerry on the ground. When he screeches, the other two vag- like two vagrants that are by this diner, like, look at you, and they're, like, 50 feet away, and they start, like, shuffling towards you and Davey, but, like, very slowly. Um Great. Davey, have you seen this before? Uh, Davy looks a little bit like scandalized. I've never been greeted like that by Jerry. Or, you know, just in case uh, things get ugly, do you have like a weapon or something? He grips the leather sling in his belt robe um, and like uh, reaches down so slowly and picks up like a piece of concrete and puts it in the sling <laughs> and says. I've been alive for longer than you have shut in his neck because I can't throw a stone or two. Um, so you're doing these scans. Um, I'm going to have Monkey do a technology check. Um, I'm going to have you do a technology check as well. All right, tech check. And that if you have a three. <laughs> okay, so your scans show Oof. nothing. I wish I was smart enough to use technology. <laughs> um, M0 does scan, um, and he is successful. He has the equipment to be able to like look at base vital signs. And you look at these, and even though you're not a doctor, whoo, those are some low numbers. This person is, like, should be dead. Like, heartbeat is very slow. We're talking, like... I don't know. We're talking like twenty beats per minute. Ooh, like that's pretty this, low. Like this person probably shouldn't be alive. Um, and as you're scanning him, he is like kind of pawing up at you to try to like get to you, but doesn't have the strength to do so. Well, worst comes to worst. Uh, old Davy, are you familiar with the concepts of cryogenics? It's when you freeze people, right? Yeah, I got a, I got a place with a couple of them on my ship. If uh, he's not gonna make it, we might be able to stick him in carbonite for a while. I, I don't think freezing this man is gonna do him any good. Might keep him alive, but yeah, he looks like he's in a bad way. I don't know that I condone freezing him. I think we. I don't know. Um, as you guys are oh. having this conversation, um, the two other shuffling homeless people um, both lunge at you two um, and try to grab you. Great. Um, I need you to make a uh, strength check, and I'm going to make do one I, for Davey. He's very Do we get old. advantage because they're uh, malnourished and I'm made of metal? Sure. Sick. There we go. Thank goodness. <laughs> okay. It's an 18. Okay. So you succeed. This hollow or this like, like, yeah, hollow person basically latches onto you 
um, and you are very easily able to just shove them off of you. And they they stumble backwards, fall, let out a, another screech, and go, Aah! and then they stop moving completely, and they're dead. Oh, no. Oh, what? Both of them? Uh, I need to roll for Davey real quick. He has <laughs> He's old as hell. He's got a minus three to strength. Did I just kill someone? Yeah, he, that guy's dead. Um, Davy fails his strength check um, and is fully knocked off his walker, and this hollow has crawled onto him and is screeching over him, going, I'm going to get him off. I'm going to get him off. I'm going to get him off. Sorry. He opens his mouth over Davy, and you see some slight purple smoke start to come out of its mouth. And then, uh, yeah, roll to hit, I guess, if you want to knock him off. So what am I – can I quick draw a blaster? You can fully shoot him if you want. You can also just strike him. No, whatever thing you think, is, if whatever I, you think is best. Well, the thing is if I use a blaster, I get to add my proficiency. I don't think I'm proficient in unarmed. Which I don't think I am. Yeah. I will say that like as you can see, these things are not necessarily beefy. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm going to forego the proficiency to shoot twice actually so I can attack twice without using action surge. Um, the first one, that's a 12? Yeah, hits. Oh, sweet. Well, I mean, do I need to... The damage on that is probably going to be... It's like a... Uh, it's five damage? Um, yeah, you... Yeah, so you shoot this hollow that's, uh, trying to attack old Davy. He's like, get this thing off of me! <laughs> you shoot this hollow, it flies off of Davy... Um, it is dead. This person is fully dead. You've just killed two people. Um, the third one on the ground uh, rapidly dies. I just want to dig out. Um, old Davy is injured as well. Um, he just, he's a very old man that just fell. Um, and he's kind of writhing, oh, my old bones. Um, and, Jesus. uh, the people in the diner that were standing behind the counter come out and go, Jesus, you killed all of them. This guy just just murdered them. Oh, Jesus. No, no, that's not what... Look, where's the hospital? I need the closest hospital. Do you still have your blaster in your hand? Yeah. I should uh, probably put that Where's the away. hospital? <laughs> Point <laughs> the blaster at him. <laughs> like, slowly holster the blaster. Um, uh... They uh, see that you're holstering your blaster. And go, whoa, hey, we don't fuck. We don't want any trouble, Mr. Mandalorian. Fuck, please just no, don't no, shoot no, us. Don't no, shoot no, us. No, fuck. No, I'm not shooting. I'm not shooting. Have... Just tell me what hospital is. <laughs> we'll just, we can just call an ambulance. Just please get the fuck out of here, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Old Davey. Have... He attacked old Davey, too. I didn't. Old Davey, tell him I didn't attack you. We don't have time for this. You I'm going to pick up old Davey. I'm going to pick up old Davey, and I'm just going to, like, M zero, where's the nearest hospital? Do, 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 do. And he uh, pulls up a map. Um, I mean, like it's gonna you're gonna have to drive there, but you can uh, quickly get back to your car and like full on dip to the hospital if you want. Jesus! All right, I'm gonna sprint to the to the. I mean, how would I know how long it would take to be for an ambulance versus which would be faster? Go ahead and roll an intelligence check with advantage for me. All right, uh, first one's three. Second one is a 10. <laughs> I'm so stupid! Okay. You are fucking stupid, but this is a kind of a common sense uh, common sense question, right? So, you've been accused of killing three people and attempting to kill a fourth. 
you've got the fourth person on your shoulder currently and are trying to make a decision about what to do with him. These people said that they can call an ambulance, which will take care of him, but it might take a while. On the other hand, you could probably speed your ass to the hospital, but when they get there, you're like a murderer that is taking an old man to the hospital, which is in itself a kind of a shit look. Um, so you can make that decision for yourself, but I just want to say like that's that's the calculation here. Um, also, um, on a 10, fuck, you know, that's all you think about right now. Um, but like... Uh, all right, I'm going to run to the car fast as possible um actually how fast is m0 he he has the same speed as you 30 feet and around all right damn it i was like, I was like monkey start the car all right i'm gonna sprint back to the car look at these split and uh to davy i'm like all right stay with me stay with me you uh remember what you said about me being a knight yeah well on oh. the off chance that you need to do some quick explaining could you please explain to anybody in a suit with the blaster who comes up um he says, uh, where are you taking me? Hospital. You just got attacked. Oh, fuck. I don't have insurance. Don't take me to the hospital. <laughs> I'll pay for it. Shut <laughs> Shit. Uh, I, uh, there's a neighbor of mine. He helps take care of me sometimes. Take, do, you, uh, do you know where Elle lives? You've got to be kidding me. Wait, I did. and he kind of looks around, like, because he couldn't fucking see well while he was bouncing on your shoulder. <laughs> um, but he's, she's got, they've got some medicine in there. I just need a stim pack for my old joints. I'm not going to die. Fine, 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 fine. I'm going to sprint over to, to L's fast as possible. Look at these split. Could you, could you tell me how, uh, Dave, how old are you? Uh, yeah. Based on which planet's calendar? God, I don't know. Uh, Coruscant. Oh, it's so hard to learn the Coruscant calendar. Oh, what month is it? You know what? You know what? Forget, forget it. Forget it. Uh, I'm gonna try and hollow message L. Cool. What do you want to say? Um, just it's gonna be kind of weird because I guess my upper half that would be in this hollow message has. An old man slunk over my shoulder, and um, I just want to be like, L, 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 this would be a good time to pick up the phone. Uh, hold on. Uh, L's phone's always on silent, so I'm going to roll a dice. I'm going to roll a d20. If it's above a 10, L <laughs> notices his phone's ringing. <laughs> That's a four. Ugh, all right, I'm going to What's your voicemail? Yeah. <laughs> It's just the default one. <laughs> you have reached. Uh, it's not, it wouldn't be a... It, it just does the number, whatever yeah. the number equivalent is. Do you have... You've reached L, unless you're a Jedi, then L is dead. <laughs> this... um, I actually, I probably like have like an unregistered phone actually to help like keep you anonymous. So the, I think the voice tone would just be yeah. like, leave a message, color unavailable. Uh, hey, L. Cool. So we'll say that Rama is, it like, leaves, of like, yeah, like, tries to call L, goes to voicemail. You're carrying, I imagine, like, not over your shoulder, but, like, in a, uh, like, a cradle carry, old Davy. Um, who, by the way, uh. like, needed a walker earlier to get around, so, I mean, we just fucking left that. Um, no and, time. <laughs> and we'll, we'll cut back to the apartment, um, 
Ellis phone completely on silent. Uh, so you guys are still there. Um, yeah. So I think now, <clears throat> I think now that, um, all of the bad feelings have been aired out. I think now, now that it's all out in the open, um, that Akla got everything out, out that she wanted to say. <laughs> um, I think while they're like not, still not looking at each other, uh, Akla kind of steals glances at, at L, and then just a wave of emotion comes over and uh, she uh, walks over and gives L a very, very big hug. L just immediately sort of almost like collapses into you even I don't remember how tall Akala is or like Elle's pretty beefy um and just envelops you and sighs I think with tears coming from his eyes just says I'm so sorry um Akala doesn't say anything but just Squeezes tighter. Um, this like good hug lasts for lasts for a while. Um, hmm. So, this is somewhat of an interesting moment. Two friends, complicated history, both deeply force sensitive. Make this hug. Um. Al, you feel like in this hug an overwhelming sense of like warmth and comfort and you get these like four sensory perceptions of like a sunny day in a grassy field um, and these like pictures of like fun and merriment and like the sound of child laughter like coming from no particular source. This is just how like you interpret like this force presence that is like now so close to you. You are almost like seeing the menagerie of kind of what constitutes Akala's soul in a way, like these like warm, um, like gratifying, kind of accepting feeling of like being in sunlight. I think Akala, you feel a similar but distinct feeling from L. You feel the calm neutrality of a mountain peak. You feel like cold, brisk and refreshing wind through the force you feel like the emotional perception of like secret whispers of like funny jokes that may have been passed even though you can't remember the details but you feel um this presence that is kind of the opposite like the moon to your sun in a sort of way where it is kind of like a cold and desolate but also like has its own sense of comfort and um weightlessness to it Rama's at the door. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, I go to the door and open. Uh, you see Rama holding old Davy, uh, both out of breath and M0. Like, I, oh, sorry, I forgot. Rama, I, what the fuck I didn't did get, you do? I didn't get any food. I think that. I don't know. I might be wanted for murder, but more importantly, I need you to help out this guy. He said, "Did the you kill to someone?" I didn't kill. Well, they were already dead. They were mostly dead. They he were dead is enough. He's a knight in shining armor. 
All That's right, false. Davey. Come on in, Davey. That's uh, false. And you, so you're framed for murder and you just ran back to my apartment? <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I gotta save this guy, okay? What's wrong with him? I, uh, he got attacked by zombies. I fell and hurt my hip. Um, it's I'm, a little more complicated than that. I, I'm going to use um, give life to, to heal whatever wounds he has. Um, okay, uh, so he's Raba enters the room, I imagine, uh, into the apartment. You lay uh, old Davy down on the couch and kind of stretch him out. Um, Akala, you do some like routine kind of like first aid inspection stuff. Um, and he uh, is basically saying like, my, my hip, I think it's dislocated. Uh, it hurts a whole lot and I felt a pop. Uh, um, and you kind of like look and roll over and you pull up part of his shirt and you realize that like his whole like left leg is like deeply cybernetic, like not in a way where like his whole leg is robotic, but like somebody has done the equivalent of like a hip replacement on him that has made him like part cyborg. Like, you see a lot of wires and like regulatory like screens like showing different metrics and stuff like that uh and you cast this force power um and you basically relocate his hip in um and also just do some like normal slight force healing and you set you hear like a pop and it's oh yeah sweet okay that's it all right oh hold david's hips back in place Oof. what is your name mister me is yeah, you shiny motherfucker with the armor. Uh, it's Rama. Rama Viron. Uh, sir Rama. <clears throat> uh, this man did kill some folks, but they weren't right. They were attacking old Dave and harassing people outside the restaurant. Listen, Rama, there's one rule that David's been living by. And that's don't tell the police nothing. It's got me <laughs> safe so far. And we're not going back on that now. I'm like, can I give him a high five without breaking his arm? Um, you're not sure if you can accomplish that. I, in that case, I'm going like, to sweep my hair back. I don't have hair. And also I'm wearing a helmet. But, you know, just <laughs> play it off. Be like, I'll tell you. If I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life to save somebody's life. I said life twice there. Anyway, that's you, Davy. Well, it's good to know that there's still honorable folks in armor running around taking care of shit. I, in my head, I'm going to be like, this guy's got to stop with the other stuff. He's barking up the wrong Mandalorian tree. But I'm just going to nod. <laughs> um, yeah, so he uh, was very injured and is now healed. He, he doesn't have a whole lot of hit points, so you were easily able to, to cover the damage he had done. But he's still an old man, still very fragile. He uh, quickly kind of goes to sleep on the couch. Sure. So there's, there's uh, some good news and some bad news. Um, the good news is, is that because the streets were so empty and there were so few people around, not very many people actually saw what occurred. The people in the restaurant basically like walked out and saw that there was three people dead and there was a guy in armor with guns and that Davy was injured. So the good news is that relatively few people saw that, uh, interaction. The bad news is that people did see that interaction to some degree and there are sirens in the distance. And that's where we're going to end the session.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.